cardiovascular effect, section 5, 7 of 11. Cardiovascular effects. In cardiac muscle and vascular smooth muscle, volatile anesthetics decrease calcium influx through the sarcolemma and reduce calcium release from the sarcoplasmic reticulum. They also modulate nitric oxide release, inhibit acetylcholine-induced vasodilation, and impair the sodium-calcium uh, sodium pump, decreasing intracellular calcium concentration. We're going to give you the summary first, and we'll delve into the details. So just put in mind, let's talk about heart rate first. Just put in mind that everything increases the heart rate, except for sevoflurane and xenon. So desflurane increases the heart rate, isoflurane increases the heart rate, sevoflurane has no effect, nitrous oxide increases the heart rate, and xenon decreases the heart rate. Um, for blood pressure, cardiac output, and SVR, just put in mind that all the gases are going to be decreased except for nitrous oxide. It increases blood pressure and it increases SVR, but everything else is going to be decreased. And also xenon has no effect with blood pressure, no effect with cardiac output, and no effect with SVR. Xenon is pretty good. Blood pressure. Halogenated anesthetics. The halogenated anesthetics decrease MAP in a dose-dependent fashion. At equivalent doses, there is little difference between agents. Primary cause of decreased blood pressure includes this decreased intracellular calcium in vascular smooth muscle, systemic vasodilation, decreased SVR, and decreased um, venous return. Secondary cause, decreased intracellular calcium in the myocyte, myocardial depression, decreased inotropy. Nitrous oxide, the hemodynamic effects can be explained by the SNS activation. Nitrous oxide and volatile agent causes less blood pressure reduction when compared to the MAC equivalent to the volatile NS agent alone. Heart rate. Halogenated anesthetics. Halogenated anesthetics directly affect cardiac conduction in a dose-dependent fashion. They do this in several ways. Decrease SA node automaticity, decrease conduction velocity through AV node, his Purkinje system and ventricular conduction pathways, increase duration of myocardial repolarization by impairing the outward potassium current. This increases the action potential during duration which prolongs the QT interval altered baroreceptor function. Desflurane and isoflurane increase heart rate from baseline by 5 to 10%. This is most likely due to SNS activation from respiratory irritation. Rapid increases in desflurane and to a lesser degree, isoflurane cause tachycardia. Pulmonary irritation, SNS activation, increased norepinephrine release, beta-1 stimulation. Tachycardia can be minimized but not abolished with opioids, alpha-2 agonists, or beta-1 antagonists. Nitrous oxide. Nitrous oxide activates the SNS and increases heart rate. Contractility. There is a small decrease in baseline contractility. However, the myocardium remains preload responsive. Myocardial depression is dose-dependent. Nitrous oxide plus opioid can cause myocardial depression. Systemic vascular resistance, decreased intracellular calcium in vascular smooth muscle, systemic vasodilation, decreased SVR. Sevoflurane causes the least reduction in SVR. Coronary vascular resistance, volatile anesthetic increases coronary blood flow in excess of myocardial oxygen demand. They preferentially dilate the small cardiac vessels that are 20 to 50 micrometers in diameter. 
potency of coronary artery vasodilation greatest to least, the greatest potency of coronary vasodilation is going to be isoflurane, then desferin, then sevoflurane. Since isoflurane is the most potent coronary artery vasodilator, there have been concerns that it might induce a coronary steel phenomenon. Current thinking suggests that isoflurane does not contribute to coronary steel. In fact, the volatile anesthetics precondition the myocardium and protect it against ischemia. The idea behind coronary steel. As myocardial oxygen demand increases, healthy vessels dilate. Recall that the heart's oxygen extraction is 75%. Since it cannot significantly increase its extraction ratio, the heart increases its own blood flow to satisfy its oxygen requirement. Severely stenotic vessels are maximally dilated beyond the point of stenosis. When myocardial oxygen demand increases, the deceased vessels will not be able to dilate further. The idea behind coronary steel is that coronary blood flow would be preferentially directed to healthy tissues. This is an example of the reverse Robin Hood effect. By following the path of least resistance, blood flow is preferentially directed to healthy tissues, the rich at the expense of diseased tissue, the poor. Again, this just doesn't happen in clinical practice, but if you encounter it on the NCE, you will have the whole story.